What's going on, everybody? It's another edition of the Over Six Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Zach the Bandit Burke, and with me, as always, the Turf King, Cameron Charlton. What is going on, Cam? Just another day getting ready to pick some picks, pick some winners, make some money, and help out our listeners. We're coming off a big week last week. Let's keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Um, just a refresh, as you know, you probably just heard, uh, I was 10-3, and three, Cam was 9-4, and four, both of us over 70%. Uh, you better made some nice money last week. That is to be sure. Not every week's going to be perfect, but hey, picking everyone. And uh, we've, we've been pretty consistent, just around uh, 50, 50% for both of us. And we're going to pump those numbers up. And we've got some teams coming off a bye this week. Got some teams going on a bye this week. It's going to be wild stuff. You ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm ready. So just touching base on that, it's Vegas and Baltimore on buys this week. So that can hurt a few fantasies. Vegas, Vegas. Don't have to worry about Lamar and the Ravens. D. That sounds good to me. It's the over six NFL picks. We eight, and uh, we already picked our Thursday pick. So make sure you listen to our recap show uh, for a Thursday night pick. And we're gonna start it off once again on the Sunday slate at one o'clock. I don't think there's a London game this week, so that's good. Uh, there's still a couple more this year to go, but there's not any this week. Uh, Cam, what's the first game we got Sunday at 1 o'clock? So the first game we have are the Carolina Panthers heading to Atlanta. Atlanta laying three points here. Atlanta coming off the big win last week. Carolina, another disappointing loss. So I think that it's time to – is it time to fade the Panthers again? I know you took the Giants last week, but you really wanted to take the Panthers as well. Um, It's – it's got to be time to fade the Panthers, right? I mean, like Kyle Pitts should be able to tear that defense apart. Yeah, I mean, it's actually going to be a tough matchup for Kyle Pitts. If there's any tough matchups, some of these pieces in Carolina are going to make it tough. But yeah, I'm at the same point. I can't trust this Carolina offense right now without C-Mac. And this Atlanta offense has looked much better. It seems like Matt Ryan, especially under a new offensive coordinator, always takes time. It's now halfway through the season or just about there. And he seems to be figuring it out. The last two weeks have been decent. He's figuring out that Kyle Pitts is the unicorn everyone was talking about. And Atlanta is starting to look like a better team. I mean, are they actually going to surprisingly get close to a wild card and then be in trouble? They actually might do that, not get a good enough draft pick. Luckily, the quarterbacks aren't going high this year, so they should get their quarterback. But Caroline, I just can't trust without C-Mac. Three points. I got to go Atlanta here. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's right on that betting line. Uh, You've got a a divisional game. Panthers are on the road without C-Mac. I don't like the spot for the Panthers at all. Uh, Give me the Falcons. Uh, minus the points um and if the panthers come back and win this one i mean hey or cover it is what it is like it's it's just one of those things where the last couple weeks we've you know last three weeks we've been on the panthers and they have let us down uh you can't keep hitting the same losing horse over and over again um yeah falcons is the play yeah, so moving along, the next game, we have Pittsburgh heading to Cleveland. Cleveland favored by three and a half points here. Coming off a pretty important win to keep them in in this division a little bit, especially with Baltimore losing. So uh, where do you see this game going, Burke? 
Well, I mean, hey, um, Cleveland's proved that it doesn't really matter who they have on the field. They just they find a way to get it done right now. Um, I mean, you look at some of the stats, uh, you know, some of them lean, you know, obviously the Browns are pretty rush heavy. Um, the, the Steelers are allowing on average 352 yards a game right now, which is significantly more about 60 more than the Browns. Um, and the points, the points allowed per game is pretty much the same. So right now the Browns are allowing 23.6 Steelers are allowing 22. Um, for me though, I have to go with a team that I, you know, I, I just, you, there's a chance you're going to get Chubb back this week. And he's going to basically play that, again, dual threat with uh, Derness Johnson. Um, is Baker going to be back this week? If he is, uh, I feel pretty good about this Browns team. And again, going back, I was high on the Browns to start the year. And again, you have another kind of that divisional game. Um, Browns are going to get up for this one. I like the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite here. Mike Tomlin off the bye with this defense, I like. Their defense numbers probably aren't as good as because TJ Watts missed a bunch of games this year. He's going to be back. He's going to be even healthier after the bye. And if Baker's not in this game, I don't trust Case Keenum versus TJ Watt. That just doesn't sound like a place I want to go. If Baker ends up being back, I probably could get burned on this game, especially if Chubb's back as well. But with those two things in question mark, that three and a half point line, I got to take the dog here to cover. It's going to be a tight game. It's a big divisional game. And Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, I think, is a really good coach. So coming off that bye, three and a half, Pittsburgh. Let's go. Moving along to the next game, we have Cincy heading to the New York Jets. Cincy favored by nine and a half. Uh, Cincinnati minus the points. Because they just, I mean, hey, like the Jets have are, are just bad. Like they just don't, I mean, if the Patriots can put up 54, you don't think Jamar Chase is going to have an absolute monster game here? Three plus touchdowns from Jamar Chase? Yeah, I like Cincy in the spot too, but I definitely don't think their coaching staff is as good as Bill Belichick and coming up with a scheme. True. But their offense is better. So... Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you. Under 10 points right now is the line. You got to go Cincy here. This Jets team's not good. Zach Wilson's out two to four weeks. Do we trust Mike White in this spot? No. Michael Michael Carter started to look better, the rookie running back. But, I mean, are they even going to be in a position to run? And the Cincy D has been shockingly good this year. They've been quite good, better than expected. So, Cincy, nine and a half. I think we're pretty good to move on in this game. And the Jets are one and five again. The Jets are one and five against the spread, so it's really difficult to take a team that just got pounded the week before, haven't been very good, lost to the Falcons uh, in London, and are bad against the spread. Makes no sense to take the points with the Jets. So Bengals. Yeah, the only the thing is, the only thing is when a team gets beat by more than twenty points. It's more of a close your eyes special, and you just go with them in a bounce back spot. But I can't with this Jets team, especially no, missing their starting Absolutely not. <laughs> Moving into the next game, we got a couple big divisional matchups this week. We have Tennessee heading to Indy. Tennessee, one and a half point favorites here. This is huge. This is basically fighting for the division lead here. This could be a massive win if Indy can pick it up. Yeah, I mean, again, common betting knowledge, you're taking the, you're taking the Titans here. Minus the one and a half, like no doubt in my mind. Like I just, I look at the the, the this Titans defense who, um, they had a lot of success against uh, they had a lot of success against 
Patrick Mahomes and that team. Um, I guarantee Carson Wentz is, is similar in the sense where he makes a lot of really stupid choices. And yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor could have himself a game, and that's definitely a good fantasy angle to look at. Uh, both versus the spread this year, pretty good, five and two. Um, and again, something's got to give there. Uh, I like Tennessee minus the number. I think Derrick Henry could definitely have himself a, a bit of a game here, no doubt. Um, I mean, that's every week. It's pretty easy to say, oh, Derrick Henry's going to have a game. Um, but, hey, I mean, in this divisional match, you know they're going to absolutely get up for it. And, uh, yeah, Tennessee minus the number is where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, Indy's a good run defense. Their secondary's been an issue for them, and Tennessee's wide receivers are getting healthy. If they were without Julio and Brown, I'd probably lean the Indy way. This game's probably three points on a neutral field. I really want to go into here, but I can't. I think Tennessee coming off their back-to-back wins against the Bills and KC would usually be a letdown spot, but this is a massive divisional game. They're not going to let down spot here, so I'm going to have to agree and go Tennessee here. How much I really do want to go into here, and it wouldn't shock me if they come out with a game plan because Frank Reich is a good coach, and Vrabel is not. Vrabel's terrible at managing the clock, and he has some other issues. So, The Titans are going to have all this confidence, though, eh? Like, you're talking about letdown spot. You beat two big opponents like you're you're absolutely going to keep that momentum going and i fully expect them to do that this week yeah if it was against another media like mid-tier team and it wasn't a divisional game i'd be going fading the tennessee titans all day long here like the raiders like if they played the raiders you'd take the raiders over the titans yeah i'd be fading tennessee all day long but the divisional game isn't going to be a letdown spot for them because this is a huge game. If Indy wins here, they're right back in the division. So Six that's how I'm feeling. If they win this game. Yep, I agree. Moving along, we have a Philly heading to Detroit. Philly, three-point favorites here. Detroit coming off the heartbreak. I don't know if it was heartbreak. It wasn't that close of a game. But coming off the big game, the Jared Goff mm-hmm. revenge game. And they just uh, three-point favorites for Philly here. Philly doesn't look good, but they're uh, managing late in games to get some touchdowns. Jalen Hurts can run, but he can't pass. This is an interesting one, but you know what? To me, how much I like Dan Campbell, Philly here is the play. I just think it's a huge letdown spot for Jared Goff in Detroit. They were probably got up huge for that L.A. game and facing the Rams. This is just going to be a letdown spot. Neither team's that good, but Philly covering three, I like that play. I think Detroit might get their first win of the week this week. I think they might. I mean, they've been right there with a lot of really good teams. And so you can say it's a letdown spot. I'm taking the opposite angle. I think that um, if I'm Dan Campbell, I'm, t- I'm telling my team, we're 0-7, but look at the games that we have played and the opponents that we have played and how many games that we've been in, right? And I just think that eventually they got, they got to get one. I, as you said kind of in that recap show, they might be the best 0-7 team that there's been in, a long, in, in recent history. Um, you know, they're 4-3 and against the spread this year. Uh, maybe I'm putting too much faith on the Lions, but they really haven't let me down too much this year, especially as dogs. Right on that betting line, I'll take the opposite. Give me Detroit plus three. Yeah, I like the play there. It wouldn't shock me. I just like the letdown spot here off the big L.A. game. So moving into the next game, we have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Chicago. San Fran favored by three and a half here. This is a dumpster bowl. This is this is not see of all the like t- you're talking about like you want to fade games like this is one that I want to fade because it's just I I hate San Francisco I hated San Francisco at the start of the year I didn't think they were going to be good at all 
Um, Chicago, though, like again, their their offense is terrible, like just terrible. But San Francisco is one and five versus the spread. They're not that great away. Uh, I mean, if, give me the Bears, I guess. Give me the Bears plus the points. Um, what was the line again? Three was it three and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half is on that betting line knowledge. You got to take the that you know you got to you got to take that line. Um, I didn't see enough from the 49ers last week that has given me any new confidence. Um, and the Bears have kind of got thumped a couple weeks in a row. So I think it's a statement spot for them. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, every once in a while, will have a good game. He's been really terrible, but every once in a while, he has a good one. I'm just not sure if the 49ers can can deal with the the Bears' D. Uh, Khalil Mack, if he's, you know, chasing Garoppolo around, if is going to be playing, have a bad game. I, I think there's definitely a script here for the Bears to, to win outright uh, and definitely to cover the three and a half. Yeah, I love the Bears in this spot right now. This is a huge close your eyes special. They got killed last week by 35 points. They didn't look really good. This defense is really good. The San Francisco offense doesn't look good. They can only rush the ball. You're going to rush the ball against Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. It's not going to be easy. I think Justin Fields is going to show signs at some point, you hope. he was. They traded up to get him. He was a top prospect in college. So I just love this spot for the Bears. I actually could see them winning this game outright. San Fran I don't think is very good. Maybe their defense gets the job done because they have some good pieces on D. But, again, I really like Chicago in this spot. And Bears at home too, right? Bears at home. Yeah. Fans are going to be going wild. Um this is this is one to get up for, right? You just like you can't keep putting up terrible games. Um, you don't want to do that at home in front of your fans again. Um, last time you were at home, you got crunched by Aaron Rodgers. You gotta gotta give these fans something to cheer for. The Bears all the way. Yeah. So moving to the next one, we have the L.A. Rams coming off that game against Detroit, heading to Houston. L.A. Rams favored by fourteen here. It's a lot of points again. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen with the Rams, though, right? Like, this is going to be the norm. Um, L.A., by the way, is minus, like, what on the money line? Like, minus 900 or something? Yeah, I don't even know. It's not not good. I've, I've got it at 910 right now, but, um, man. Um, I mean, this all rides on if Tyrod Taylor's playing, right? So we're assuming that Tyrod's going to be back this week. Yeah, he's practicing in full on Wednesday from the sound of it. He's day-to-day, and the coach has already said he is their starting quarterback when healthy. Like Brandon Cooks is going to have a – like he was not very good on the weekend. Um, that's the Davis Mill special. I mean, Cooper Cup, though. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford versus the Texans. I don't know how you don't take the 14 points. Like I'm kind of on the fence here where I'm like – I'm in the same position as I am last week. Um. Give me LA minus 14. I, again, I, I this is one where like I'm going to you know, I took the, the Texans burned me last week and I could, you know, make an argument and say, "Well, they're definitely going to cover this week." The Rams are 6 and 1. They're they're a really good team. They're 4 and 3 against the spread. Um there should be I'm not so much worried. And they, they like their defense is also ex- like extremely good. Like you're going to get Tyrod back and his first game back, he has to play Aaron Donald. No, thanks. I've convinced myself even more Rams minus 14. Yeah, I'm going to do this to myself one more time. I'm going to take the Texans here with the 14 points. 
Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I'm going to give you a chance. Davis Mills was not the answer. Tyrod Taylor, you looked like the answer earlier in the year to cover these big spreads. L.A. here coming off that game against Detroit. That was a big one for Matthew Stafford. They're looking ahead to next week against the Titans, who look like a pretty good team, who have beat a couple of the Super Bowl contenders who you thought from the beginning of the year. So this is a big game for Houston. Again, is this a close-your-eyes special maybe? 14 points is a lot. It is. If Tyrod T- Taylor's back. He loves covering spreads. He's a pretty good quarterback. He'll find Brandon Cooks. He'll find Nico Collins. He'll do that. what he needs to do. He'll use Phillip Lindsay in the screen game. He does these little things that Davis Mills hasn't shown. And again, you have a bunch of veterans on D. You have a couple other pieces. Sure, LA's going to win this game. I don't think that's in doubt. But two touchdowns? I don't really like. I think it's kind of a letdown spot for LA here. So I like Houston plus 14. This is your last chance though. Tyrod Taylor can't get the job done, then I'm out on the Texans. Texans, it's over. I I think both angles are fair angles. Like if you're deciding on this game, like you can go with myself, you can go with Cam. um, But like it's both of these scripts, like we've made decent arguments for both sides of this, right? And it could go either way, no doubt. Like it definitely made me question. but at the end of the day, for me, I think, you know, you take the better team and see what happens. Yeah. So moving along to the last game in the 1 p.m. slate, Miami Dolphins heading to Buffalo. The game we should be at, by the way. We, we should, should be, be we, at this we game be this there. weekend. We should. Can't Buffalo get there, laying, Buffalo laying 13 and a half points here. I mean, I just – I. I want to take Miami badly to cover 13 and a half because I think they've looked better now that two is back. He didn't play really any in that game against Buffalo, but I, I just can't. It looks like the secondary will be healthy for Miami as well, so you never know. But I got to go Buffalo 13 and a half here. Miami's just kind of let down, and it's going to catch up to them one of these weeks by not taking that bye after London. And I think they're going to look ahead to a couple games where they have a chance at winning because they have the Texans and Jets and stuff over the next three or four weeks. So those are some games you can win. I think they're going to look past this. Buffalo's going to win this game. And I think win it pretty easily. Buffalo's going to win. There's no doubt about it. Um, give me my. I'll, I'm going to be bold. Give me Miami. Plus the points. Um, they've got stomped by the Bills the last two goals around. And I think that there is a case that you could say they're looking ahead, but I also think there's a pride factor to it where they're going to be like, Hey, like these guys have pushed us around the last two times and we're not going to do that anymore. Like this, this, like this enough is enough. Like I, again, I don't think they're going to win this game. And I, I like, it'd be wild if they did somehow sneak out a win against this team coming off a bye. Um, but I think they're competent enough that they're going to, that they're going to cover that, that number. It's a big number. And they, Again, as I said, they got obviously torched the first time at home. I think they want to enact some vengeance here. I kind of like the points. Yeah, so moving along into the 4 p.m. slate, we have Jacksonville heading to Seattle. Seattle favored by three and a half points in this game. Jacksonville coming off the bye after their big win in London. Uh, Geno Smith again. I just, ah, man. I just think here for me, this is going to be Pete Carroll's going to find a way to scheme up enough here and figure out a way to get Lockett and Metcalf in space against this Jacksonville. This D actually looked pretty good for Seattle yesterday. Their safeties are good. Jamal Adams, I know he can't catch an interception, but he was quite good last night against the Saints. So I just think they're a better coach team. Again, Urban Meyer is not a good coach, 
Pete Carroll is a pretty good coach other than when he's on fourth, what, fourth and goal for the Super Bowl. Then he's yep. a bad coach. Yep. But this isn't that situation. So I'm going to take Seattle here at home. They need to pick up a win here. I know Geno Smith hasn't been very good, but they got to do something to pick up a win or they're going to completely fall out of any chance at the playoffs. So. And what was the what was the line again? Three and a half, Seattle. Give me Jacksonville plus three and a half. I'm going risky this week. I just – some of these games where I'm like, I'm going with this, this common betting knowledge against the spread. Seattle's four and three this year. They've done pretty decently. Um, their home record has been abysmal. So I, I do think the Seahawks are going to win this game. Um, but I do think that Jacksonville, you got the win. Then you go on a bye. Uh, you're going to be extremely well rested. You, you have a lot of time to prepare against this team. There's no rust, which is a huge factor. And again, on that common betting night, line of three and a half, you take the three and a half. Jacksonville, baby. Duval. Moving into the next one, we have the New England Patriots after their big win over the Jets. Going to the L.A. Chargers. L.A. favored by five and a half here. Chargers minus the points. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chargers coming off the bye after their loss to Baltimore, <laughs> where Eckler didn't look Eckler didn't look good the week before. He looked a little injured. I know Miami or New England's really good at taking away your best option, but what's your best option? Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. You can't take away all three. Something's got to open up. Brandon Staley's looking like a really good coach overall. I mean, he's super aggressive, but he looks good. So give him that week of a bye. I know Bill Belichick's a good coach. And is usually really good against young quarterbacks, but I just think the Chargers are going to find a way of winning this game and winning it big, coming off that loss. New England's got to travel across across the country. Um, LA's had the bye, extremely fresh. They've still got that embarrassing loss before the bye in the back of their minds. Uh, Herbert's going to get back to doing Herbert things. Uh, I'm not sure that five and a half is enough, personally, but Chargers minus the points is uh, is definitely the spot for me. Yeah, moving along, we have Tampa Bay heading to New Orleans. Tampa Bay favored by four points. Only four points? What's the Yep. What's only four points. What's the rationale behind that? It's a big division game. You have a team who's six and one against a team who's four and two. But what ha- okay. So remember that what we were talking about last week? What can you do against Tampa Bay? Pass the ball. You can pass the ball. What? And and so unless you're throwing the ball down to Alvin Kamara all game, which I don't see that happening, uh, I, I, I didn't see enough from the Saints. I mean, DK Metcalf got loose for an 84-yarder last night. And Geno Smith and that team is not good. So Tom Brady and Mike Evans, and as, I don't know if Gronk's going to be back yet, but Godwin, like this team has just got so many weapons as we've talked about multiple times, they're covering monsters right now. Um, I mean, they're actually three and four on the spread this year, but they're winning monsters. They put up a bunch of points. So, I mean, give me Tampa minus the points. Yeah, this is one I've actually gone back and forth with because this is a game where Sean Payton's going to have to let Jameis eat a bit. you got to let him play out more. There has been a thing. Running the ball against Tampa Bay's not been good. But checking it down to your running back has been good. Miles Gaskin had a big game against Tampa Bay. Khalil Herbert had a pretty good game, even running the ball against Tampa Bay. So they are showing some signs. Who's the best in the league who can stay healthy at that? Kamara. 
Kamara is the best at that. They do have Marquez Callaway can get loose. Does sound like Michael Thomas is in question again for this game. They were hoping he was going to be back this past week, but who knows with him? I wouldn't, I wouldn't lean either way there. So I do see a plan for New Orleans to stay in it. I mean, they do have a good defense. Their defense is quite good. DK is just as hard to cover as anybody in the league. And Marshawn Lattimore did get angry last night. Nobody on the Bucks, although they have three great receivers, nobody does the things that DK does quite the same way. But I'm going to go the Bucks here too. I just like the Bucks in this spot. I think they're a better team. I think they're going to be able to do those things. Four points doesn't seem like enough. I could see, I could see a way that though I'm looking at this game next week and see. Oh yeah, they just checked it down to Camaro, ran out the clock, did all those little things to slow the Bucks down and get the win. But I'm gonna go Bucks as well. No, I, I, yeah, I mean it could be a touchdown win for sure. Like could happen. Um, but there's nothing from the Bucks that I've seen recently that makes me want to fade them. That's the big thing, right? Like they just they seem like an unfadeable team right now. Yeah, and this could easily be a field goal game, and New Orleans gets the cover there. So who knows? It could be a lot closer than we think. So it is a dome, so we don't got any weather to worry about, though. No weather. It's all just talent on the field, baby. Moving into the last Sunday afternoon game, we have the Washington football team heading to Denver. Denver favored by three points here. Mm, yuck. This, this, I don't, I mean, I don't like either team here, but so Denver's favored by three. So that has these teams as neutral on a neutral site. Three points. So they'd be a pick them on a neutral site. I like Denver better than I like Washington. Washington hasn't showed much on offense. They haven't showed much on defense. Denver's defense is still really good. Their offense, not great. But when you're playing a defense that isn't good and you're at home, which is a huge home field advantage at Denver. Yep. Everyone knows that being in that altitude, being at home is huge advantage. Denver minus three here. That's the pick for me all day. Yeah, give me Denver minus three as well. Keep in mind, Cam, that uh, Washington is also one and six versus the spread this year. Um, this season, terrible. I mean, that's very indicative. Two and five overall uh, on the record and one and six versus the spread. And their away record, again, they've got one win on the road this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm not I, not I'm not saying I have faith in Teddy Two Gloves. I don't have faith in the Butler. But I do have faith that Heineke and that offense could definitely struggle um, against the Broncos, the, especially in that altitude. And, as you said, that, that home advantage for the Broncos. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, anytime it's a pick em game or that minus three, uh, in a sense, um, you got to default to the home team. Right, default to the team that has shown a little bit more than defaulting to a team that has shown nothing. Yeah, exactly. So that's the play. I like it. Moving along to Sunday night football, we have the Dallas Cowboys heading to Minnesota. Dallas two and a half point favorites. The boys are going to cover. I've been on Dallas covering right since the start. They've been making me some cash. They are 6-0 and versus the spread. 6-0. and I know they're on the road, but the Cowboys in prime time, little Dak Prescott coming off the bye, little Zeke, and, uh, and Washington likes to keep games close, which, hey, when Washington likes to keep, uh, keep games close, they're really easy to fade on the spread. Because all the Cowboys have to do is win uh, by the by by a field goal, and again, common betting knowledge, 
at that line, that's who you're going to take. Give me the Cowboys minus a number. I'm going to take Minnesota here. Main thing is this is going to be a shootout. I like the over in this game. Both teams coming off last week. I just I like Minnesota here. Dallas, as you said, they're six and zero against the spread. They're not going seventeen and a go zero against the spread. They're gonna lose a game here, or they're gonna miss that spread one of these games. This feels like the week that they're gonna do it. This offense for uh, Minnesota has a lot of pieces that are gonna exploit this defense that's playing way above what they should be this year. They've got exploited by Tampa Bay. I think this is a week where Thielen, Jefferson, Cousins is going to... Delvin Cook should be healthier this week. All these offensive pieces for Minnesota are going to get the job done. They need a win, and I can see them doing it here. Dallas doesn't need a win. Is it going to be a letdown spot off a bye? Probably not, because you don't really have that. But they don't really need the win as bad as Minnesota does. Minnesota's at home. I like them. All right. Well, we're opposite of quite a few uh, on the Sunday there, so it's definitely going to make for an interesting week. Um, hey, when we don't support each other's records, I mean, we're, we're delving into everything. Or at least we're not just chalky all the time, right? Yeah, so moving into the last game of the week, the Monday night football game, we have the New York football Giants heading to KC. KC favored by 10. Oh, this is my least favorite one we've picked today. I agree. Because we know that the Chiefs don't cover. We also know the Giants are trash even though they beat up on Carolina last week. I think that's you can throw that game out the window. Um, Saquon Barkley, not going to be back this week, more than likely, by the way. Sounding more and more like he's going to miss another week. So they probably should have thrown him on the IR. But um, I'm going to go counter. I'm going to go counter my normal advice of fading the Chiefs and the uh, and the Chiefs don't cover. And I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'll probably regret it. But you talk about a must-win game. Chiefs are 3-4. and four. If they have any hope in staying in, in this division, they have to start rattling off some wins quick. And considering the last two games that they've played with embarrassing losses, especially last week's, um, they need a bounce-back spot at home versus a terrible Giants team with no offense. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to get the job done this time. This is a caveat to the rule. Chiefs minus 10, that's my pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. Andy Reid is a good coach. Patrick Mahomes is a really good quarterback, although he hasn't looked at this year. they got to get a get-right spot to even stay in the playoff mix. They're going to run it up here, back at Arrowhead. They're going to show their fans what they can do, why they were Super Bowl contenders before the year. This is a big get-right spot. Their defense hasn't showed great, but this Giants offense isn't very good. So... That'll be fine. I think KC is going to get right spot here. They need to start doing something. They need to start doing fast. And they have pieces. They got arguably one of the best tight ends ever, one of the best wide receivers, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best head coaches. So this is a get right spot where they're just going to run it up on the Giants. I still like some of the Giants uh, in terms of some fantasy points, for sure. I think Booker could do okay. Um, I think the Giants could put up some points, but I think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points. So... I'm with you. So we, we, we're doing, Cam, this is going to be double lock week. Yeah, I think we got to go with the SGP guys here. Steal a little double lock from them, bonus lock from them. We came off a big heater last week, but the locks are struggling. So let's try and bring it back on track by doubling our chances this week. So it's going to be a snake lock. So I think you have the first pick on the lock this week because I picked the Panthers last week. Did I, or did I pick second? Do I pick first? Yeah. 
All yeah, right. You pick the first this week. All right. So I'm going to pick the first one. Then you get two. And then I'm going to pick the fourth. And we'll keep them different just for fun. Um, so with my first overall selection in my lock, uh, whatever, my lock picks, I'm going to pick the uh, L.A. Chargers minus five and a half. I picked the, the the Chargers to lock when they got blown away the week before. Uh, I'm going back to the well here. I think this is a great spot. As I said for the Chargers, I think the line probably should be a little bit more. Um, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Patriots putting 54 points up last week. That's impressive, except for we all know who the opponent was. Not as impressive. Chargers are in a great spot here. I like them minus the number as a lock there. Yeah, I like it. So my first one, although I talked myself almost out of it earlier, I'm going to go Tampa Bay minus four here. They're going to show why they're the class of the division. They're going to get it right here and cover that four points. I guess I go two in a row here. I'm going to go off the board a little more here. One we both really liked, uh, close your eyes special, as they say, Chicago plus three and a half. I just think it's such a good spot for Chicago. Their defense is so good. San Fran doesn't look great. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is the most overrated coach in the NFL. So Chicago plus three and a half is my bonus or second lock this week. Ooh, I like both of those. That's good. Um, oh, man. I, the fourth one's the hard one because I really like, as I said, like the Bears is the one that I'm like, that's the one that I, I'm kind of circling as one I really like. Um, let's, uh, I'll tell you what, not only... Am I going to take the Chiefs minus 10? I'm going to lock up the Chiefs minus 10 versus the Giants. It's a big number, right? No doubt about it. I just look at all the other games and ones to lock, and I'm like, there's a game script, I think, in different areas where I could see it kind of going both ways. Like, I think the Lions should cover. I think the Rams, as I said, should probably cover. Titans should probably cover. Um, But the Giants, after coming off that big win, and the Chiefs getting smucked two weeks in a row. This is a great spot for the Chiefs, and I will lock up the Chiefs minus 10. And that is a closer eye special on the spread right there. That is one where I'm like, oh, my gosh. If I look back on this next week, I'm going to be so mad. But, hey, it is what it is. I got to go. I just got to go with my gut. That's what I'm feeling. I just feel it's it's everything's going to be coming up Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I like it. Let's hope we can get these locks back on track. Keep our picks going. We got a few different ones this week. But as we know, a lot of the time it ends up being a kind of a split on the difference. But I think there's a good chance we can both do pretty good here. Let's get all the ones we got together the same, split a couple of the other ones, and have positive weeks again. Keep this going in the right direction. Make our listeners some money. Here's what I promise to do this week, Burke. I will be more active on the Over 6 Twitter. I've been watching way more football now. Golf course season's starting to unwind a bit. So during the games especially like these Thursday night, these Monday night games, I will spend more time on the over six, making some plays before the game, giving you all our picks from Sunday too. I want to get better at this. We need to be more active on social media. I am making it a promise now that the golf season's winding down that I will be more active. Good stuff. That's what I like to hear. Um, and you can follow uh, us on Twitter at over six sports at Zach Burke over six and at C Charlton turf. Um, 
It's going to be an awesome week of NFL football. I cannot believe that we are already in week eight. This is like uh, this is like the turn on the golf course. I mean, you're on hole number eight. There's still so much left to play, uh, but you're starting to see the end of the road come. We're not quite on 16. I think 16 is the worst hole in golf. That's when you know you only have two left to salvage it. And for some of these teams, uh, they're already pulling up to hole 16, knowing that their seasons are uh, coming to a close earlier than usual no doubt about it um yeah can't wait for it as it's uh, as cam said check out the, that twitter we'll see what we can do and next week uh we are hoping to get our friends sean stack the money green and ryan kramer from the sports gambling podcast on the show uh just to kind of do a mid-season breakdown uh cam i think next week as well after week eight here we're gonna have a look at um kind of our our predictions uh, for teams and their records and the divisions and kind of midway of the season, look at it and say, where do we go right? Where do we go wrong? Where do we think uh, what's going to happen the rest of the season? We're going to break that all down next week. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. It's starting to get to that time of the year. We're starting to find out who are real teams and who are fake. Still a couple of question marks, but now we're starting to get into some of these weeks where we have massive division games and it starts with week eight. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. All right. We're signing off. As always, I'm Zach the Bandit Burke. And with me, my co-host, the beautiful Cameron Charlton. The? Nope. Still not going to do it. The Turf King, the Lock King. Thanks for listening to Over Six Sports. And we'll chat with you next week.